WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Upfront program for today. All right. And uh, today we'll be uh, chatting with our uh, good friend, Mr. Christopher Boule, Senior Vice President with UBS. Um, but uh, he's he's not here uh, to uh, to do that. Uh, he's here as a private uh, Rhode Island citizen uh, and U.S. citizen. Uh, that's even better. Uh, to, uh, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're not. Um, well, anyway, welcome to our program. Nice to have you here in Hawaii. Good morning, Roger. Good morning, listeners. It's great to be here. It's great to live in the United States of America and be an American citizen. Yes, at the same time. If you would like to participate in our program, that is highly encouraged. It's a talk show. And um, I do want to remind you uh, that next week, um, because there was a little bit of confusion, next week we have the Woonsocket City Council meeting. And uh, that means we'll have uh, a member of the city council uh, and also the mayor joining us. And when the mayor is... um, is on the program, you're welcome to call the program. There was somebody on Facebook that was uh, complaining they don't take calls on that. Yeah, yes, we do. The reason that we didn't put any phone calls on the air when the mayor was here the last time is that we didn't get any. So, um, but maybe I should like emphasize that you're welcome to call. You're welcome to send a email question. Uh, but a lot of people, when, when we have uh, certain people on, they just listen to the show and um, don't call. Um, and that's because I ask all the right questions, right? <laughs> well, wrong. You've been doing this, what, since 1983? Yes, 1983 and, is a year. Right? And I think you've been consistent. I think that's a hell of a long track record of making sure that people know that their, um, their opinions are welcomed and expected and uh, everyone can call. I think you've done that for a while now. Well, if it's not clear, let's make it clear again. Welcome to the Upfront Program. It's a talk show. And uh, both Chris and Roger agree that uh, when we we bring up bring up topics, but if we see the line blinking, we finish what we're t- saying and we get right to it. And you don't have to comment on any of the topics that we're commenting on. I mean, we choose topics that uh, are out in the in the news, but uh, that doesn't uh, mean that uh, that is uh, the restricted conversation to a program. All right. So, uh, I think it's clear. And now, here are the numbers if you do want to participate. 769-0600-766-1380. Love to hear from you on the Upfront program. Well, you know, I often know what uh, we're going to uh, talk about ahead of time because uh, Chris is uh, busy uh, and um, sometimes... um, Somebody else is busy <laughs> sending us uh, emails, like Amy, and and we get them in the studio, and and we uh, we bring up those uh, topics. The one I wanted to, uh, you know, these are not necessarily in any order of importance, but um, here it is: President uh, Trump, former President Trump, indicted, and uh, he has to answer his charges, and whether it will affect his run for the presidency, we don't know. But on the other hand, the current president is asked by reporters um, about um, a potential bribery scandal when he was vice president of the United States. And he just laughs it off. He shrugs his shoulders. Of course, some, the reporter was asking the question isn't too pleased about it. But it shows how, um, how we have uh, different coverage for different people. Uh, some people get more attention than others, and some people get um, protected more than others. 
Uh, you sent me uh, that uh, that story. Uh, do you have a comment on that? Well, I think a knee-jerk reaction, if we're trying to be level-headed, I think the older you get, the more you try to withhold judgment and get all the facts. So <clears throat> we see a situation where it's the story of the, of the week, maybe the story of the month, maybe the story of the year, uh, former President Donald Trump being indicted on, on document classification and holding them uh, against the second time he's been in, indicted. He was indicted in uh, New York as well, which... Uh, you know, New York City hates him. He's not going to get a fair trial there. Now it's in Miami withholding documents. And you, you try to keep an open mind. You know, I think you had Steve Laffey on the other day. And even he's throwing uh, Trump under the bus saying uh, he's arrogant. And that's very, very true. And you try to withhold your thoughts. And then you read the indictment. It looks pretty bad. And then you don't want to take that argument and say, well, what about him? What about them. But you've got Mike Pence who took documents. You've got Obama who took documents. Uh, at least Obama was president at the time. Biden taking documents. So you don't know the full extent of everything going on. And then now you hear that President Biden, and we've talked about it, he always commented how he would take the Amtrak from Delaware to Washington. And uh, he, how he was the poorest guy in Congress, and all of a sudden he's worth millions of dollars. And there's strong evidence, and the FBI seems to be holding, and they've lost their credibility, that the sitting president took, took a bribe. And we talked about that at the end of the show last week. And he laughed it off. Maybe he should have just said, I am not a crook, like uh, Richard Nixon. But you try to keep an open mind, but those that isn't working. And I thought about this, and... I think the Republicans have to go with the same gusto they would after Trump. It's not good for the country, but until the liberals realize that it's tit for tat and it's not part of the republic to go after the number one Republican candidate and try to slow him down with indictments when you got the sitting president doing that. And they talked about a special prosecutor, uh, the Republicans. Well, by the time that comes out, we saw the Durham report. It took years to come out. Um, Biden will be forgotten by everyone. It's, oh, yeah, that, that we had a corrupt president. Now he's no longer in office or whatever happens to him. But I, I, if I was a member of the GOP right now in, in the House of Representatives, I would put articles of impeachment. Fire, shoot, aim at this point with the way the, uh, the Democrats are going after Biden. It's, it's, it's un-American. And the only thing they seem to know is force. Um, so that's what I would do is I think there's enough evidence and the FBI has presented evidence reluctantly as has been drawn out by Congress. And to me, and would love to hear uh, a differing opinion, but I would certainly file articles of impeachment. And according to the Democrats, uh, Trump, who was uh, impeached twice, did much smaller acts, allegedly. All right, we have a call awaiting, maybe on this topic, maybe on another topic. This is the Upfront Program on WNRI. Hello, what are you going to talk about today? Morning. Hi. Good morning, Mr. Boulay. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. I am not, I am not keeping an open mind. I am 100% have a closed mind. The bottom line is, there's the issue of the Presidential Records Act. And what the president can keep and has a right to, even after he's done president. There's, this is completely unprecedented. This is a sitting president and a party in control using the government to affect an election and to attack an a, a opposing candidate. Just like in the Soviet Union, just like in Cuba, it can't be allowed. And as far as I'm concerned, I hear a lot of things like, 
well, Hillary Clinton was never prosecuted. Yeah, because the prosecutor dropped the case, not the judge. It never went to the judge. The FBI said, instead of handing the information over to DOJ and seeing what they want to do with it, we're going to make the decision not to prosecute her. Well, that's not their choice, and they violated their ethics and everything else to do that we've got a one-sided system and everybody who was involved that needs to go to jail and be punished severely so it never happens again and I, and nobody's going to change my mind on that well you know it it, it it raises points that we're that we're talking about so i don't know the statute of limitation on this and i'm not sure there, there is one but what happens if a republican gets in in 2024 do they go after obama for the for the stuff that he took, the Presidential Record Act says that the president can deem by his sole authority what is classified and what isn't, and they're going at a place where you, if you keep an open mind and you take the pre former president number forty five taking some documents that he should or shouldn't have, and then you take the vice president at the time potentially taking a five million dollar bribe. I mean, he came on, and it's on YouTube, if you look at it, he said that he forced Ukraine to fire the prosecutor uh, the, to, that was investigating his son. He said it on, on, on video. It wasn't like we have to uh, project this. So you take those things and you put them on a scale of 1 to 100, I think Biden's potential missteps are 100 on 100, and, and Trump might be 12 on 100. So... Yes, the, I think going for a, pre, a special prosecutor is, is going to take years and people are going to forget about it. I would certainly at this point, what I know right now as a citizen but not a member of Congress, I would file articles of impeachment and, and push back and say, this is not the way we want to play. I'm going to say one other thing. Admittedly, I'll admit, just because you committed treason, we don't have to necessarily hang you on a cross. But I would say all these people, to some extent, have committed treason. Treason has no um, limitation on t time. And like even Comey, when he said, I'm not going to prosecute Hillary because no one would, that wasn't his choice to make. As far as we, I'm concerned, we can call that treason. Maybe we only put him in jail for a year or two, but he needs to be punished for that act. Yeah. And everybody involved in those kinds of acts needs to be punished not because i want to see them punished because if you don't punish them then the next guy will do it also because there's no downside to just doing what they want we, we could sit here for a while but i can't think of a stronger act of treason of uh, of an elected official other than taking a five million dollar bribe to change the policies of america uh and i remember it was july 5th 2016 it was right after the fourth of july holiday and comey came out and he thought he was doing loretta lynch a favor by taking her off the hook but this is the same guy who lied about playing basketball william and mary you know for whatever reason said he played varsity and it was a lie uh comey is not the ethical guy he says he is thank you so much for the call we I think we agree a lot here thank you thank you all right. Do you want to participate in the program? If you do, you can. 769-0600 is the telephone number. 766-1380 is the telephone number. And if you want to participate or uh, send us a comment uh, via email, you can do that up front at WNRI.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you think you would like to uh, offer a comment or um, an opinion... Or get us on to a new topic. You're welcome to do that. All right. Um, I'll let you uh, hit one more uh, topic. And then um, we'll um, 
We'll let uh, our uh, sponsors uh, take over for a few seconds and get a few messages in. What do you got? Well, we, we obviously do the show every week and uh, about every month the Federal Reserve meets. And for the first time in 11 meetings, they did not raise interest rates yesterday. Mm. So the market's been moving up, hopefully that there's a pause and we can go over the, the rates. And we talked about that. But um, it looks like the inflation is cooling off and it might give them... Uh, take them off the hook from raising interest rates, or maybe it was just that letter that uh, Governor Dan McKee sent to the Federal Reserve saying you're hurting our economy by raising interest rates. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, I'm sure it had a big impact. <laughs> Isn't that the dumbest thing you, you've ever heard of, uh, of a governor thinking that the small state yeah. union is going to, you know, our concerns about, about interest rates are going to affect your decision-making? Not until I heard the governor uh, say that we should... Uh, Apply for uh, federal funds to uh, fix a uh, ocean walk uh, <laughs> or cliff walk uh, down in Newport. I'm I'm not quite sh- sure that a city attraction like a cliff walk uh, needs to uh, get the uh, attention of uh, the governor of the state and uh, the federal government to uh, under. Now I can see you know replacing I-95 in Philadelphia yeah. that might not, might need some attention. Uh, but uh, I'm not cl- quite sure Cliff Walk uh, does because um, uh, there are plenty of other attractions in Newport that I think uh, Newport can survive without a few hundred feet of uh, Cliff Walk uh, not available. You, you know who doesn't want that fixed? The people who own the houses and, and behind the Cliff Walks. <laughs> yeah, right. right. And the Newport Preservation Society, and I don't think they weren't willing to give up some of their frontage property. Uh, to, um, to uh, you know, in, instead of uh, building a new walkway, just uh, have the walkway turn uh, in inward and uh, take some of the grassy area and then walk, uh, you know, fix that up and then return back to Cliff Walk. But anyway, somebody else may have a different topic. But um, I'm sure that the governor and that letter that he sent that you just... Uh, you just footnoted. Um, I'm sure that's why the Federal Reserve is doing what it's doing. Yeah. Thank and, you, Governor McKee. Yeah, and, ju- and just to finish up on that, we talked about that, but we do have an inverted yield curve, which is usually not a good sign for the economy. But I sent you some numbers this morning. But if you want to lend money to the government for three months, it's over five percent. If you want to lend money to them for two years, it's four and a quarter. If you want to lend money to the government for five years, it's three point six three, and the same as the thirty year. So. It's the opposite of people who listening would expect on CDs. If you go and lot of your CDs for one year, two year, three year, and five year, you would expect a five year CD to be paying much more than the one year. That's not the case, and that's usually the a sign that the um, credit market thinks that we're coming to a recession. But remains to be seen. But uh, we thank our Governor McKee for sending that really strongly worded letter to change the Federal Reserve's ideas about raising interest rates. This is WNRI's Upfront Program, and one of our great sponsors is Savini's Pomodoro. They'll be open at 4 o'clock today. Tomorrow, um, on Friday, open for lunch and a great salad bar, and here's their message. The go-to place for authentic Italian dining is Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. Over 20 Italian dishes made to order from our menu, or experience our Sicilian-style pizza. Build your own while you choose from your veggies, meats, and cheeses, and of course, our traditional family-style chicken dinner is offered every day. Savini's Pomodoro on Rathbun Street with a 
affordable accommodations for weddings, birthdays, anniversaries, and business meetings. Closed Mondays open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 4, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays at noon. For reservations, call 762-5114. That's 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar, 476 Rathbun Street, Woonsocket. Inviting you to join us at our family-owned businesses, Savini's or Ciro's. Perfect for any event. Soup and salad bar now available. And Papa Savini's famous roasted chicken and noodle soup. Also available by the 32-ounce jar to take home at Savini's Pomodoro. Open at 4 o'clock this afternoon. For your Thursday night dining pleasure. The Honey Shop is fast becoming a household name. A food manufacturer, they make natural health products, honey products, and gourmet foods, such as infused olive oils, balsamic salsas, hot sauces, gluten-free soups, jams, apple cider vinegar products, pasta sauces, tea, sugar, barbecue sauces, natural nut and seed butters, and yes, more. If you love food, you're going to love the Honey Shop. Many of their products are available in shop for sampling. Their signature product, of course, Breathe. It's an all-natural cold and allergy remedy. Made, of course, with honey. It was invented in 2013. In addition to the food and health products, they also host workshops, classes, events, and educational hikes. So if you're looking for a true shopping experience or are looking to add a little spice to your life, stop by for a bite. The Honey Shop at 1300 Park Avenue in Woonsocket, the same building that houses CLM Picture Framing Gallery, you'll find The Honey Shop right here in the city of Woonsocket. And check out their uh, classes, too. Uh, go on to Facebook and see... Uh, whether they're uh, going to be leaving the honey shop and going on a foraging uh, expedition or having some classes right there uh, uh, making uh, maybe limoncello, maybe making uh, your uh, favorite uh, pasta. Um, it's, uh, 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 the, these classes have been attracting uh, a lot of people, and they're usually sold out. And uh, you can check out what the newest offerings are on Facebook. All right, let's check out with this sponsor. Our name may be Lashway Dog Supply, but we carry pet food for cats, birds, aquatics, reptiles, and yes, dogs. We carry all the top brands, including Purina and Fancy Feast, with great service, healthiest foods, and yummiest flavors. And yes, you can shop online with 24-7 delivery, curbside pickup, and even DoorDash available. Open seven days a week from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Lashway Dog Supply. Place your order or text order at 774 774- 406-0905. We're located 13 Dexter Street in Cumberland. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right, thank you, and welcome back to uh, to the program. And uh, just before we got on the air, we, um, we came across a story that was... Uh, Let's see. Published by Go Loco Prov, and um, it uh, says that Woonsocket is being sued by uh, by HUD for selling federal uh, property, and um, and Woonsocket sold it um, a, f- a few years ago, and then it was flipped over and over and over and over again by the people who bought it. But anyway, uh, here is uh, basically the the story that uh, we uh, we got. Um, it says, in a lawsuit, the U.S. Department of uh, HUD, Housing and Urban Development, alleges that in 2019, 
The city of Woonsocket illegally sold a residential property on Rhodes Avenue that actually belonged to HUD, but uh, they sold it at a tax sale. Now, we don't know whether the city was unaware that uh, it was a HUD property. The lawsuit involves players in Rhode Island and from around the country, including two individuals who had previously led the defunct domestic bank. Now, the sale took place um, uh, during uh, Lisa Baldelli Hunt's uh, administration. And according to the local Prov story, it says here... uh, Uh, Her administration is not answering questions about the federal lawsuit, but it is a 16-page complaint along with uh, 60 pages of supporting documents. And HUD asserts that a Woonsocket house that was the U.S. government's property was sold by the city to a company linked to uh, one of the bankers. And what happened is that the property sold for a pretty reasonable amount of money. This is the interesting part. This is not nothing to do now with the city. Once the city sold the property, it got into private hands. But they sold it at tax sale for $27,000. The latest sale, it's got flipped over since 2019 a couple of times. And the latest sale recorded for that same property that sold for $27,000 $525,000. All that tells me is how crazy the real estate market has gone in terms of property. Anyway, if you're interested in the story, it's on golocoprov.com. And um, like we said, the, the mayor um, uh, didn't comment on it. And then it says here, finally, the last uh, uh, sentence, the city of Woonsocket's solicitor, Michael um, uh, do you know how to pronounce his name? Is it Lepazara? I mean, I've heard it a million times, but it's uh, like, uh, it escapes me. Anyway, the city solicitor did not respond to questions at the time of um, publication of this Go Local Prov story. This is a story that uh, broke just this morning, and uh, we didn't include it in our news, so we're including it on the talk show. And I put that in there because some people say, well, you, uh, there are stories out there and you're not running them. Oh, well, we run them as soon as we get them. All right, thank you. Well, I'm not a real estate expert, but I think it's, it's a tie to HUD because I think these tax sales happen all the time. Mm-hmm. So the city just wants their money back, and then people are making these investments and sometimes have to wait a long time to to turn it around. But I think it's the HUD spin that, that creates an issue as opposed to mm-hmm. yes. just tax sales. Right. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I don't know when the tax sale took place, whether, in fact, somebody should have known that maybe that property... Uh, uh, should not have been sold to a private person when, in fact, uh, uh, the uh, Housing and Urban Development uh, Administration hadn't been notified. I don't know what the what the issue is there. But anyway, the lawsuit is out there, and, and we reported on it. There are other topics to uh, talk about. And if you'd like to bring up a topic on the program, bring it up. 769-0600 is our telephone number, 766-1380. Love to have you as part of our uh, conversation this morning. All right, Mr. Uh, Co-Talk Show host. We've got, I'm looking at all the topics that you sent me. I don't know where to well, go do you, to. Do next. you want to stay on taxes? Since, sure, I like taxes. Yeah, talk about a local issue. Um, so today's a good day. <clears throat> I learned something. Wisconsin City Council wants to have 
new tax pro rata for new housing stock. Mm -hmm. So Winsock is one of the few communities where if you build a house, say, for example, and, it's, and it starts on February 1st, well, you don't pay taxes that year because you're only assessed on 1231 of the prior year. So since the house didn't exist, you don't have a tax bill. Right. And um, I found out, so when I want to do municipal research, I don't do the research. I just check with John Wood. So I checked with him this morning about the article, and he got back to me in about three minutes. But um, there are 28 other communities that have this program, pro, uh, proration allowance, <clears throat> which says, okay, if you started that house and it was put in service on, on uh February uh, 1st, you would pay the 11 months worth of tax. And the 28 other communities that have that, including Cumberland, Lincoln, North Smithfield, and Boroughville, but Woonsocket's not one of them. And for Woonsocket to introduce that, they need permission from the General Assembly, which seems like overreach to me. But they have oversight over all the tax matters, but it's not uniform. There's 39 communities and cities and towns in Rhode Island, and it looks like 28 of them are allowed to do it, and the rest are not. Now, what's interesting about this story is that uh, that was one of three resolutions that was before the uh, city council on Tuesday night when it had a special meeting. And uh, so they, they signed a resolution. They're asking the General Assembly for help. The question is, will they get the help? And um, the rest of the story is, though the three resolutions passed by the city council... Asking for help from the General Assembly, including the one you're referencing, State Representative John Brien said it's improbable that any of them, including the one we're talking about, are passed during this legislative session, which is set to wrap up after this week. Like any government meeting, committee meetings are subject to the Open Meetings Act, 48 hours in advance notice, a window which Brien said has already pretty much closed. It's surprising that it took this long to get the three resolutions, including the one we're talking about, from the council. The timing on the part of the city is certainly off, according to Mr. Brian. He said the state delegation had a work session with the city council months ago where there was discussion of the resolutions needed to spur General Assembly action, specifically regarding Winsocket, but those procedural details and the timeline should have come as no surprise. And so, uh, basically, they want to do what they want to do, but it looks like they have approached the General Assembly too late. Wait until next year. Yeah, I mean, not... Like the Bruins and the Celtics, right? <laughs> yes. But doesn't it seem odd that um, two-thirds of the communities can, or three-quarters of the communities can do it, but the others can't? Mm -hmm. It seems... And I'm not for paying more taxes. I, I think it's it's a loophole that probably encourages housing, but I think we looks like we're getting tied up in... Uh, um, yeah, the, the wrong kind of housing, I would say. You know, 16% affordable housing, maybe 18%. We certainly, in Wasaka, have more than our fair share. All right, now I want to engage a topic uh, with you and put a little bit of a different spin on it before we get to our next call. And um, that was um, in Washington, but I'm going to bring it right to uh, this studio where the uh, news secretary for the president was... Um, criticized for scolding the reporter over a trans uh, gender question. And so now I'm going to bring the transgender question to the studio and to the game of golf.
So right now, the professional game of golf is split into the LPGA and the PGA, right? Uh, men do their thing in golf and women do their thing in golf. My question to you, uh, Mr. Uh, Christopher Bouley, has this question of males uh, getting involved in the LPGA uh, uh, and, and trying to compete there come up yet, or is it just a matter of time? It, it, it hasn't come up yet, and um, interestingly enough, <clears throat> the, the great equal, I, I always make the joke about golf, there's three uh, equalizers, de- death, taxes, and distance. So the average LPGA player uh, can hit the golf ball about man, 275 yards. I, I'm not far from there. But the average male can hit it over 300 yards. So there's no way that a male should be able to compete with the females in terms of that. So you're talking about a 30 or 40 yard uh, difference. And that would be all the difference in the world. So it really hasn't come up at all. But... I noticed that I sent this story to you twice. I guess it really upset me. I'm sending you all these different stories. But uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre ripped for scolding reporter over trans kid question. The question was, um, um, girls, parents are uncomfortable having their girls have to play sports against boys, the biological boys. And she turned that around saying that's hate against transgenders. And you're saying that they're... um, they're, they're dangerous, and it was just such a poorly answered question and so disingenuous for her to answer that. She must be spinning her wheels, her being Kareem Jean-Pierre, finding new ways to lie. But I think it's a reasonable expectation that if you're, you have a daughter, do you want her you know, playing uh, uh, contact sports against boys? And I think the answer is no. So to answer your question, it has not come up in golf to the best of my knowledge. It will. <laughs> well, it, it, you know, it's just, it just fundamentally wrong. And, and mm-hmm. how you can uh, say that, it, it's like the liberals were saying years ago, believe all women. So if your son or your brother or your husband are accused of something that they didn't do, no, you're just forced to believe all women. If you say you're against that, then, then, then you're wrong. and You're a sexist and you're wrong. When you say that a biological boy should not be playing women's lacrosse or girls lacrosse, you're wrong and, and you're, uh, you're hating on transgenders. That is so wrong and it just, it's just unbelievable how people are being pushed back where you're afraid to say that there are only you know, two genders. Well, all I know uh, uh, is that uh, 10 years ago I just never thought we'd even have this topic uh, as a general topic, so if uh, I didn't think it could happen ten years ago, uh, I don't see any sport uh, that eventually will not be the victim of, uh, or at least have to face uh, this um, this challenge. We have a caller waiting. We're gonna press a button, see what's going on. Hello, what do you want to talk about today on the Upfront program? Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Um, actually, I called with a kind of a little sarcastic remark, but I'm going to stick with what you just talked about. Uh, the plan that was outlined in A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing has been accomplished. It's not even a question of us fighting against it anymore. The fact that we're spending airtime, spending national time, listening to a press secretary who is so 
um, uneducated in actual history tells us that the socialist plan, Saul Alinsky, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, devotees of Saul Alinsky, you know, you get tired of trying to to educate. I, I wish I were back in a classroom where I could say these things if I were asked. I never introduced it myself, but I never, never avoided talking about things like that. Maybe that's why I'm not in the classroom anymore. But we're wasting time talking about men competing with women. And Roger, you're so on target. Ten years ago, you would never, never have thought that we would be talking about such stupidity. Now, when people become adults, what they choose whether they pick the wrong mate and how many parents have thought to themselves, eh, I don't know why she or he is picking that guy or girl, but we live with it. And, and if they want to be a transgender, but that's not what they want. They are coming for our children because they know that is the way to completely take over the country. And Good-meaning people, a lot of good-meaning people, have fallen into the trap. They've fallen into the hole in the sidewalk over and over and over and over again, and they haven't learned to take a different route to work. <coughs> Having said that, I put this before you. I am totally on board with the first gentleman that called. I don't know. I think he's kind of the expert guy. He talks about nuclear power. I don't know. Anyway, nothing will change my mind. January 6th was not an insurrection. It was a planned thing for Nancy Pelosi to stop the challenge to the Electoral College, which was totally legal, had been done by Democrats, but we have been gaslighted as a country. But I'm very delighted to hear you kind of uh, backtrack on some of the things you've said. You can't look at what's being done and not realize how how um, oh, how incongruous it all is. But anyway, so if you want to say something to me, I'll take the slings and arrows. No, we appreciate your call as always. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Go going back, we talked a little bit about golf. <clears throat> but you know, I was thinking about I just looked it up. I couldn't remember his her name. Dr. Renee Richards in 1977, a uh, transgender competed, uh, biological male competed against women in tennis. And um, there were talks about uh, Martina Naratilova, who was a top women's tennis player, a great, great champion. Um, they were talking, trying to compare that when she was at her best. Her, one of the reasons why she was so good that helped her is she played against her coach, who was a man. And her coach wasn't good enough to be in the top 1,000 in the world. So think about uh, him competing against women, Does that, if that makes sense. So the, the, the coach was a male. <clears throat> he played against her daily, and he wasn't good enough to be in the top 1,000 in the world, but he was better than Martina. So put that all in perspective. Emails and phone calls awaiting us. The first email is um, from uh, Sandra, who writes, Good morning, Roger and Chris. President Trump's <clears throat> indictment, uh, excuse me, uh, President Trump's sham indictment disgusts me. And Chris is on spot about impeaching Conrad Joe. On to another topic, your thoughts about the White House honoring transgenders and Pride Month 
while disrespecting the American flag, they violated the USA flag code section 7E yes. that requires that our flag be in the center of any multiple flag display. However, not a word from Biden regarding Flag Day, which was yesterday, June 14th. His priorities speak volumes, writes, writes Sandra. Thank you, Sandra, for your comments on, um, on, the subject of, um, on the subject you were just brought up. Anything you want to comment on before we hit the phones? Well, Sandra's a husband correct. That's not the way the American flag should be flown. And you think about it, this whole administration, uh, Blinken, uh, the Secretary of State, they were flying Black Lives Matter on the embassies. So whether you believe in that or, or not, in terms of the whole concept, uh, you're letting the entire world know that we think we're racist. Um, you know, th think about it. They don't think that through. So everyone has a knee-jerk reaction about these things, but it doesn't belong there. The American flag, is, as uh, Sandra said, is, is flown a certain way. Nothing shall be equal. You go to, if I go to TPC Boston, they've got the American flag flying, and then they've got the Massachusetts flag, and, and then they've got the TPC. The TPC flag doesn't belong up with the American flag. It's not the way it works. And so Sandra's 100% correct, and it's, it's, it's trying to undermine our way of life, I believe, little by little, that we let these things go. And the aforementioned uh, issue with the State Department was just awful. Phone calls in front of us. Let's get to them. Hello. Welcome to the Upfront Program. Good morning. This flag flying day, month, you know, the days, the month, it's getting to the point where it's ridiculous. There's one flag, primary flag, the United States of America flag. Secondary, I believe it should be the state flag. And lastly, I believe for all those who lost their lives defending this country should be a POW or a flag designed to represent our troops. Well, you uh, probably have a lot of people that agree with you, but uh, guess what? You have half the country that thinks uh, completely different, and uh, we're not going to convince them. And guess what? They're not going to convince you. I know that. Now, this, <laughs> uh, we're not obligated to our state as the state house. No, we just got this. pandering politicians who say, well, if it's uh, this month, um, but some particular month, let's put a flag up because I don't want to offend anybody. Um, so uh, even if I offend veterans and uh, American citizens, I don't care about them, but I certainly don't want to um, offend another group because uh, that's not in style right now. We have to move on. We appreciate Thanks for taking the time. Right. All right. She uh, says, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's go with the uh, three traditional flags that we're used to seeing, American flag, our state flag, and uh, a lot of places uh, with the uh, POW uh, flag um, banner. Yeah, they're, they're out there. Um, and a lot of people would like to see them not out there. Let's grab another phone call. Hello there. What would you like to talk about? Um, two, two quick questions. Yeah. Uh, one is the LGBTQXYZ population is what, 2%? Less than that. How does it 2%? How, yeah, less yeah. than that. So how do they get to be represented uh, equally? 
Uh, by just, soldiers. You know, by pandering politicians. I mean, I was watching a Boston television station yesterday, and you think the most important thing happening this month uh, in uh, in the world was um, the, the uh, pride celebrations across the country. I don't. I have no objections to them, but uh, I don't want to have a newscast lead off with that story because I do think that um, the indictment. Uh, of uh, a former president, uh, I think uh, the possibility of a former vice president uh, being uh, a bribery uh, taker, a uh, ledge bribery taker. I think um, you know the um, uh, Interstate 95 being destroyed and in, in Philadelphia. I think there are other stories of interest uh, that um, you know uh, get my attention. So I um, I switched to uh, YouTube and watched uh, a train uh, video of uh, the train from uh, California to Chicago. I found that a lot very entertaining. Anything else, well, well, sir? Um, I had a quick question about, you're right about the, the highway. That's way more important. That's, that's exposed as a weakness. But here's my question. Didn't the LIV merge with the PGA? Well, yes, and in in a nutshell, so what happened is as the details come out, the PGA Tour is in charge of everything, the CEO and commission is in charge of the PGA Tour, but they give the right of first refusal for investments to the uh, Saudis uh, investment fund, and that's in in a... The PGA can't survive without the LIV, that's why they were forced to take on the LIV, so therefore I'm going to answer your question, since LIV is Muslim, and it's Arab, there will never be transgenders in golf. Because if you do that, the LIV will pull out, and the PGA sinks, and the LIV takes over again. Well, and they will I, be the only league. I think they, I think they won't. It's, it's a very good point. Yeah. I think they're, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very good point. And that's funny because you think about these rock bands that won't play in South Carolina because of the, the bathroom law, yet they fly over to Saudi Arabia where they'll execute you for, for being gay. I mean, they don't, right. they don't put it in perspective. Isn't that hypocrisy yeah, of the yeah, first right. degree? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're not going to go there. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, it, it's a whole new paradigm. And, of course, uh, if you listen to PGA Tour, they were just going to run out of money. And now Congress is investigating this for antitrust and of us the PGA Tour saying well you let us hang hang uh, hang by all by not supporting us and sir have you come to the conclusion only in the last few days that this is a crazy world uh, that we uh, have uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, right I mean I just can't get over it I'm sitting here being in the talk show business for 40 years I can't, I can't believe that I'm talking about the stuff I'm talking about. I'm, uh, it's I'm, a mad, mad, mad world, gentlemen. Thank you for your call. We appreciate it. Thank you. Back in a moment, La Familia Restaurant, Cumberland, great place. Make plans to come and relax and enjoy yourself at Cumberland's famous La Familia Restaurant. We guarantee that you'll love our classic Italian dishes. Our customers enjoy our delicious appetizers, entrees, and homemade desserts. Did you know La Familia offers catering for all occasions, including graduations, baby showers, or any special moment. La Familia, the all-occasions restaurant at 1666 Diamond Hill Road, Cumberland. And our popular family-style dinners on the menu are also available to go. Just call ahead and pick it up, 401-305-3916. 
All right, thank you so very much, and let's check in with uh, Scott McGee. Scott McGee from the Stearns McGee team is ready. Whether you're buying or selling a home or just curious about the local market conditions, Scott would love to offer his services to you. He knows the local community, both as an agent and a neighbor, and can help you guide through the nuances of the current real estate market. So let Scott work hard for you. Your real estate experience will be memorable and enjoyable. You can reach him directly at 401-639-2906. All right, uh, River Falls Restaurant. I'm going to uh, lunch with Larry uh, Poitras uh, today, and uh, I sent him a list of restaurants to uh, choose from uh, to uh, go to. And um, so uh, this may be the place we're going to, uh, uh, River Falls, because uh, uh, when Larry was doing his talk show, uh, when he got to the River Falls commercial, uh, he um, could go on and on and on <laughs> about it. And, uh, of course, they're serving lunch today at River Falls. But uh, later in the day at River Falls, it's uh, all-you-can-eat shrimp, nineteen ninety nine from 4 p.m. on. What a, what a deal that is. And I'm looking at all the different types of shrimp you can have. This is after 4 p.m., incidentally. Teriyaki shrimp, uh, Jamaican black pepper shrimp. Shrimp scampi, uh, and uh, maybe, uh, how about lemon pepper shrimp? Any, that's pan-seared. Uh, the shrimp deal, $19.99 every Thursday at River Falls. And open for lunch today. So um, if you're uh, in a dining experience um, right on the beautiful Blackstone River, come on into River Falls. And they are in Market Square, Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Thank you. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Okay, let's talk about uh, legislation in the Rhode Island General Assembly. We've got a budget uh, that uh, I guess uh, will eventually be signed by the governor. Some stuff in that budget that uh, he was looking for that he didn't get. Some stuff in that budget that uh, Attorney General Nerona was looking for got. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what that means. Um, <clears throat> probably because he's going to be our next governor, maybe. You think he'll, he'll run uh, um, Nerona for uh, governor? Well, he's term limited, uh-huh. obviously. Yeah. So, so that would be a good term. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. you know, if somebody in his 50s, like I am, consider somebody in their 50s to be young. So I, I know he's got uh, other aspirations. All right. Now, one of the uh, pieces of the legislation that nobody uh, has uh, brought up uh, this morning until uh, we got somebody saying uh, cat declawing bill passes Rhode Island Senate headed to the House. And this person says uh, animals can't speak for themselves. Well, my bird... <laughs> Uh, we have a bird at the yes. house, right? That bird speaks for itself. Yes. So, uh, correction, uh, writer, animals, some animals, can speak for themselves, uh, especially African gray birds. Uh, back to the email. And people can be callous about pain inflicted on animals. Uh, in a, you know, this is a, a, a serious subject, though. Uh, I believe steel jaw traps are banned in Rhode Island, preventing animals from suffering a painful, barbaric death. If there is a way to prevent an animal from suffering needlessly for the convenience of, uh, of uh, protecting uh, a couch, I vote to pass that law, says the emailer. 
Are you familiar with this legislation on dechloring, Bill? I became very familiar. I got an ed education at home, too, about oh. protecting cats. All right. All right. Well, let's hear about it. <laughs> so people may may not know, um, Melissa Murray, a uh, senator, I think, from District 24, has put forth a bill that makes dechloring cats uh, banned in Rhode Island. And I guess there are a few other states that do it. And what I've learned, uh, I, I didn't know much about it. I've got three cats now. In the last three years, has been my exposure to animals, including my Shih Tzu. So I live with Amy, who knows a hell of a lot more about this. So my wife told, informed me about this and said, this is continuing to go down there are more and more vets who won't do it but it's still extremely cruel to them uh, for the for the cats so the question becomes i don't think anyone would agree that this is a good practice and my first thought is wanting less government should the government get involved and, and make this illegal and that's really what it comes down to and um it's a thousand dollar fine in my understanding that the prior bill had was much more punitive maybe it was jail time i'm not sure but this would be a thousand dollar fine if you did it and it seems like no vets are doing this and this is becoming um Something that's very, very rare. It's a nasty practice. It calls for amputating the last bone on the cat's paw, which includes the nails so that the nails can't regrow. And um, Senator Murray uh, sponsored the bill. It's passed the Senate. And now the House bill has been introduced and referred to uh, the uh, House Human and, Ser and, and Human Services Committee. And so it's not a law yet, but it probably should be a law. All right. Well, thank you, um, listener, for your interest in uh, that uh, particular piece of legislation. There's a lot of stuff out there in the General Assembly uh, that uh, may, just, um, may just die. You know, what happens is they have the hearings, it gets past the Senate, uh, but if uh, the House Speaker doesn't uh, bring it uh, to, the, uh, to the floor, and he's only got a couple of days left to the session... A lot of these bills uh, just sit there and, and they don't become law in any way. All right, so what's your thought? Should it be law? Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, that's a nasty little practice. I mean, people come um, with uh, fingernails and we come with noses and, he and ears and so forth. And we don't uh, chop them off. And, and so cats are naturally born a certain way. And if uh, you don't like uh, the idea of being scratched by a cat, uh, you can always do uh, what I do. Not have a cat, all right, all right, and but uh, but why get a cat and then uh, send them through this uh, this practice? And um, I'm not quite sure that somebody would tie this to the transgender debate, but we're not going to do it this morning on this program <laughs> uh, because um, we just want to at least recognize the topic from the caller because we only have less than a minute. Go ahead. Hey there, Booch. I was calling to say, isn't it rather ironic that Senator Murray wants to protect cats, but's got no problem killing babies right up to the last minute of their birth? Well, rather I, ironic, wouldn't you say? Yeah, that's a little bit ironic, and certainly uh, you have. And you know, you didn't have much time to say it, but you certainly made the uh, the contrasting uh, viewpoint. Appreciate the call. Thank you. And bet, bet, bet your bottom dollar, the AG is running for it uh, for governor because he wouldn't have forced the release of that embarrassing email otherwise. Yeah, I, I think that's all part of the, uh, shall we say, uh, uh, Peter Nerona strategy for the future. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Boule, for being here. Uh, and you're not going to be here next week, right? I, I am not. All right. So who will be here instead? Huh?
I already know, but I'm keeping it a secret. <laughs> I'm keeping it a secret. Bye, everybody. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket.